I'm Justin. I'm Josh. And I'm Austin. Hey guys, have you seen Double Double Indemnity? That's a hard one to say. No, I haven't. No. <laughs> oh, sweet. Ooh. It's a twofer. Yeah, two for no seer. Uh, double Indemnity. Uh, ooh. Josh, what is it? Can you define indemnity at least? No. no. I don't think I, I have the title <laughs> where I don't know one of the words. <laughs> Hopefully so. we're going to... And you were a linguist major. You can Google yeah, it. that means I know every word. I'll, right? I'll allow you to Google this one the may word have, indemnity. This one okay. may have been invented in the last couple of years. Before I checked. Like after you graduated. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. Could be a new word. I doubt it. Um, it's a 2018 movie, Double I, Indemnity. Before I check, I'm going to assume it's an action movie. Okay. Maybe okay. a thriller. I'm going to say it sounds It sounds like an old fucking uh, oh, it's Pantera song. Double Indemnity. Not one or three. What does it say? Security or protection against a loss or other financial burden. Oh, okay. So bank heist. So double guarding. Double guard. Yeah, double security, double duty. Ooh, that changes things. You say an action movie. Yeah, I think so. By the way, Pantera sucks. <laughs> I say, uh, ooh, I say it's a heist, but not an action. More of like, hmm, I don't know. Uh, let's say more like an early Ocean's Eleven type. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Unlike, Ocean's Eleven. Unlike Ocean's Eleven, which was pretty early. Yeah. Wasn't it? Like the first one? Oh, yeah, there was a Sinatra movie. Uh, I did look at the year of this one. Yeah. It's 1944. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. So we're stepping okay. back in time again to... Not action movies. <laughs> step into Justin's magic spaceship and we'll go back in time yeah. to another black and white movie. Maybe Last it's time a we com- enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, uh... Well, actually, Rope wasn't black and white, but it was older. It, I'm pretty sure they had a black and white version out somewhere. So this Anything can be black and white if you turn the saturation down all the yeah, way on your TV. <laughs> you can also make it gold. <laughs> yeah, golden blue. Just unplug one of your cables like you had. Um, so I'm excited. I like the old movies, especially the old like mystery movies. It's just kind of what this is leaning towards. Mm, double indemn. Okay, so two people both have a life insurance mm-hmm. on a special part of their body. Mm-hmm. She's got her butt secured. He's got his dick. He's got his dick secured. And when they come together, they they have to draft up the paperwork and be like, now, how are we going to do this? It has yeah. to be a double indemnity. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Josh? I'm going to change to noir flick. Okay. Though I hope it's just a comedy about two guys named Indemnity. Oh, and they own an insurance agency? Indemnity yeah. and Indemnity? <laughs> yeah. Indemnity, Indemnity, and Gerald. Is <laughs> their company. <laughs> You always get up three no, for a law firm. Their na- it's just double indemnity. So they're going to say it real quick, the name of this movie, and we'll figure out how we're supposed to say it. I don't it. think there's going to be a title job. Oh, that'd be pretty sick if there no, was. No, no, no. This is double indemnity. indemnity. <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to get to it. This is not Hitchcock, right? No. Okay. This is, ooh, so a totally different feel. Still an old movie. Um, We'll be back. We'll have some info for you, and we'll talk about this movie.
And we're back. Having seen Double Indemnity. Yeah. Oh, what's everybody's first impression? Like it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. Not, not as good as Rope in my like first opinions. It was opinions. close. It was. Better than Sinatra. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the dramatic ones better than the musical comedy ones yeah. when we're going this far back. Movies I'm referring to. I, I, I agree, too, as that Rope is better, but Rope is, like, one of my all-time favorite movies. So. Right, right. I'm kind of glad we uh, got this one, though. It was great. It was still a great movie. It's a classic. Mm-hmm. So Double Indemnity refers to... How life insurance pays off double if you're in a certain scenario. Yeah, it's a clause for an unlikely death for an accident insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, We start off in the insurance agency, and it's an interesting narrative. We're getting the tale told to us through the confession of uh, how it happened. Walter Neff. Walter Neff is an insurance agency, and so is Keasley. Um, uh, Barton Keys. Barton. Oh, not Keysley. Sorry, <laughs> Keys. Uh, and they work at some launch insurance company. Uh, I think it was called. I have it written here. At the beginning, I'm like, this can't Pacific be Pacific All Risk Tele Pacific All Risk uh, Insurance. This company. can't be our main character, an insurance salesman. I thought this was a film noir, but he's a murderer. That's he's not gr- an insurance salesman. He is. He's I, sold. well. I guess he is. Uh. They didn't have too many different positions back then, so you're right, he also is an investigator, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, What happens is he meets a woman by the name of Mrs. uh, Phyllis. Well, her first name's Uh, Phyllis. uh, Diedrichson. Diedrichson. She's married to Mr. Diedrichson, who is an abusive alcoholic. Uh, Maybe. We don't... Oh, I'm sorry, okay. I'm 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 kind of a liar, so you're right. You can't trust anyone in this. Uh, I'm just the only knowledge of him I have is what she gave, and you're right. She and he is did, a total. He did seem kind of like person. a dick, but like <laughs> no proof of that. You're no right. proof yeah, that he was that like much. that. Because we find out later that she. Well, is hold on. A liar. <laughs> we have Mrs. Fiedrich Dillickson, D- Phyllis. Phyllis. Phyllis Dietrichson. So Phyllis is the stepmom to Lola. Yes. Who, whose mother is dead, and this is how Phyllis got introduced to the family. And she is obviously very, was the nurse. Yeah, very young, much younger than Mr. Dietrichson. Yeah, but it's not revealed till much later that, that she was the nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just establishing their relationship, but Walter That's Neff the whole meets... twist of the movie. You just gave away the whole twist of the movie in, like, a casual line. Giving away the twist of the movie would be saying she killed... Mrs. Diedrichson, the original, <laughs> and this is a sequel to the movie Indemnity. Yeah. Why'd you put the second one on the list? We gotta watch the first one first. You're right, I'm sorry, I forgot about Indemnity. <laughs> it only pays out single if she dies from pneumonia. <laughs> uh, Walter Neff goes to meet up with her because her husband's now his he's selling her he's renewing their auto, auto insurance his auto insurance is about to expire but he also wants to sell her on the life insurance well she's being real pushy and right away we're all like can you back up he, even he is he's like really that cuz like, he's just he he just straight up calls her out on it he's like oh do you want me to kill him for you too and this is <laughs> early 1940s like formality like very polite civilized Converse, conversation. bullshit conversation and within 20 minutes he's like hey listen Dame, I'm not down for murder and 
get this. What if I kiss you in your apartment? Okay. Yeah. No, that's what I loved about this movie is... They're fucking... She is so good at making him feel like that he is a in, step ahead of her uh-huh. when she is way far ahead of what oh, he's she's planning. a criminal genius. And yeah. It's, it's so great. And he's there's just being, obviously no chemistry between yeah. them. Throughout the whole time, every time they kiss is like the most awkward thing ever. And you can tell that she's just like... Mm. <laughs> with yeah within days she's at his apartment and she's like he's horrible he beats me he's a drunk the daughter doesn't like me yeah. and then we sat together for two hours on the couch and then I smoked and then I was like okay I'll kill your husband right it was my idea mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think they just sat together for two hours that's what they said though Netflix and chill why would you not believe no it was sitting and knitting <laughs> sitting and knitting <laughs> Back then, it's like radio show and chill. <laughs> radio show and relax. <laughs> Brought to you by my Atlanta. Radio and relax. Yeah. Um, we meet Mr. Diedrichson one night. He's just got off of a hard day's work. He's like an oil field worker. Very dangerous job. He's like an executive for an oil field, though. But he's like, also out in the field because he gets injured on the job. Yeah. He does not file that claim. He's, he's one of those rare types of people who's like management, but actually knows how to do the job that like everybody else. Is you doing. can say that, but he also broke his foot, so maybe he doesn't. doesn't. I've had hands-on managers that were complete <laughs> jackasses before, and let me tell you, it's it's not a good. thing. It was a dangerous job, though. So uh huh. Maybe it was just legitimate accident. He's also very superstitious. He doesn't want to file a life insurance policy. Is this like Flanders? Is there, are they like, oh, for some reason it's against our religion. <laughs> like, it's ga- some sort of gambling on your life. Uh, he's, like I said, he got home from a hard day's work, and he's just lounging on his couch. And for the second time, you're like, get the fuck out of my house, Mr. Neff. He just keeps coming over. And I know the wife wants to set up a deal with him and everything, but could you imagine if an insurance salesman came to your house and wouldn't fucking leave? Right, and he was giving you, like, a big, like, that was probably a 20-minute sales pitch. Because him and the, the, for proof that he did it, so that they had, like, the alibi that he sold him the insurance, uh, they had them playing a game of Chinese checkers next to them. Lola and the mother. <laughs> and uh, proof this was a boring-as-fuck speech, as Lola's like, I- I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the 40s and we sit around like this every night, but he made it more boring. Yeah, she said I'm bored stiff with yeah. rollerblading, roller skating. Yeah, she went rollerblading. <laughs> wow! Grinding wow. on rail. <laughs> uh, this was... Str- oh, he got him to sign it because he tricked him. He's like, here's your renewal form and the duplicate. duplicate. And he did one of the things where he slides it under yeah. like a, like you do when you're getting your parents to sign detention slips. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, oh, tricking the book, man. oh I got an F on this quiz. Can you sign I it? I mean, Mr. Dietrichson just asking why. He deserved to get murdered for that right there. I mean, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he put on his reading glasses here. And then they kept distracting him. And they're like, oh, tell us more about baseball while you <laughs> sign these papers. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was going to sign the papers and they kept on distracting him. He's like, why are you trying to distract me? <laughs> Easy way out, you take that second contract he signs, and all it says is, I hereby allow them to kill me. <laughs> For the insurance money. He signs it, you're good as gold. Yeah, because that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, contrary to Robert's belief, you cannot willingly sign away your human rights. 
and later when you regret it, be like, I, that you signed it away. No, that's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> but, um, he gets him to sign it, and then he goes outside, and fucking Lola's just waiting in his car. And you're like, damn, Mr. Walter, Neff. <laughs> and even his boss at one point is like, oh, the chick's hounding you still? <laughs> yeah. Everyone is after Neff. I, I don't get it, though. Oh, did was... you see how fucking tall he was? I guess he's pretty tall. And how high his pants were? They were up past his navel. <laughs> yeah, but his tie still couldn't reach him. What was with these ties? <laughs> these jackasses were wearing ties that were like diamond shape, but they they stopped about <laughs> two inches above the pants <laughs> and were just cut clean horizontally off. And you're like, what the fuck? I don't remember that. Like, when... What? And the suits were just so... All the clothes were so baggy. We're like, getting back into that. I mean, look at our political, like, yeah. leaders right now. They're all wearing terrible, ill-fitting suits. <laughs> it's not form-fitting like it was in the Obama era. It was sleek, nice. <laughs> now they're just bags. <laughs> it's trash. Poor trash. <laughs> uh, oh, what were we saying? Oh, Lola's in the car. And she's like, hey, I don't know you, but you seem reputable because you sell insurance. Can yeah. you drive me somewhere? It's the 40s. Yeah, I trust people, everyone. People, it was a different time. You could have made the movie a spinoff where he just starts killing people and can't get caught. Like in American Psycho 40 years earlier. Yeah, yeah no. It's possible. Everyone I mean, was on coke in this. There was a pretty... I mean... There's only two bodies. That we know of. That we know of. Three technically <laughs> that we know of see it keeps growing <laughs> this is the start of serial killers <laughs> no doubt uh he gives her a ride and she's not going skating she lied to get out of the house she's going to meet no she is going skating Nico. she lied about who she's Nino. meeting Nino I thought she no she's like I could give a fuck about skating she's not going he's like what do you think about skating she's like I could take it or leave it he's like but that's not what you're doing tonight, is it? And she's like, nah, see? He's like, ah, I see. Ah, see? Yeah, see? Don't see, like see? <laughs> Everyone talks see? like that. See? It was, I kept getting flashbacks to uh, J-Men Forever Rule the World. <laughs> Except it was way better. Oh, this was way better? <laughs> uh, the only thing that could have made this better would have been 1944 commercial breaks. <laughs> <laughs> or if they, said double if they said double indemnity like 10 more times they couldn't they have <laughs> 20 times. they couldn't have most title drops in a movie we've seen uh, Nino's a little shithead he's got a temper I don't like how she ends up with him no cause he's, he's set to kill her right before they hook up again and you're like Nino, if he's get help. the plan, if he's like the plan to like get to murder her, and he says he's going mad, to, yeah, maybe that's not who you should try to pair off. No, oh, this is the only guy I know. See, he's he never gets married. He's got a little man. <laughs> oh, Keys and his little man. It's a psychic intuition. I love, Keys. and it pays off. Keys, no, Keys is like the narrator walks through a door and into this movie by mistake because he knows everything of what's going on. He just can't pin it on uh, Neff. Yeah, because he trusts him. So they devise a plan. They're gonna kill him on a train. That's all we get to Make hear it about look it like first. He's killing on a train. Exactly. This is pretty uh, sneaky of them. They Neff comes to the house. 
He says it's set up so it looks like he has an alibi. He's home. A bunch of people see him at home. Don't see him leave. Sets up the guy to wash his car. Mm -hmm. In the bottom of his garage. And he sneaks into the back of Mr. Dieter Schnitzel's car. Yeah, he walks all the way there. Yeah. And he makes the reference that he doesn't want to take the bus in case people saw him. He's like, I was that careful. Yeah. I was so careful that I walked. Because <laughs> there's no tall white guys in suits and hats in whatever town Hollywood in 1944. Yeah, he could have rode the bus and been reading a newspaper and been just fine. But he walks. He hides in the back of their car. Phyllis and uh, Mr. Schmidt come out and get in the car. She doesn't even cover him with... I don't care. <laughs> I know it's not Schmidt. <laughs> Diedelhauser. <laughs> she doesn't cover him with the jacket. And that's a mistake. Mr. Double Indignity. <laughs> <laughs> We've already said it three times at this point in the movie. Uh, they ride, and he's like... Eh, see, honey, we're not going to the airport. And she's like, no, we're not going to the train station either. Uh, honk, honk, honk. Like and I was like, the airport? That's the wrong train to the airport. What's an airport? Honk, honk, honk. <laughs> there were airports in 1944. <laughs> uh, but why did it have to be honk, honk, honk? It could she have been just, anything. Yeah. It could have been, hey, honey, kill him. And her husband would have been like, what kill are you talking? <laughs> kill who? Kill my husband. Why? I am your husband. <laughs> We've arranged your murder. Arranged his murder. <laughs> they could have said anything. Man will walk in the moon in 24 years. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't strangle him. They, he breaks his neck, which probably takes a lot of force. He's a big guy, though. He is a big guy. And uh, they dump him on the tracks. And... Neff dresses up like him, and he goes onto the train and is real like, uh, what do you call that? Uh, when you're be he's just being very, like, he's hiding. He's not showing his face. Oh, he's being cautious. Yeah. Um. And they, uh, oh, it was He's being quite he conspicuous, though. Mm-hmm. So that way that people would focus on the fact that he had crutches. Right. He mimicked him so people would recognize him on the train. That's what got them, though. I think that, like... The crutches thing is what what led to them being caught by Keys in the first place. No, it was Keys old man. <laughs> uh, he gets on the train and he goes to the back viewing car. And there's a dude sitting back there who's like, I'm taking this all the way to Oregon. I'm the nicest man in California. <laughs> you want a cigarette? And he's like, no, nah, I could go for a cigar, but I don't have one. The guy's like, I'll go get you one. Bye. It doesn't sound like that at all. <laughs> yeah, he's not a prospector. He is in my memory. <laughs> There's gold in them Oregons. <laughs> right up the coast looking for gold. <laughs> he has a weird line later about being from a specific town in Oregon, and that means he has good eyes. Yeah. And memory. Yeah. Do you not get... People do that all the time. Like, oh, I'm better because I'm from this place or whatever. I guess. That's a very common thing throughout all. You know us Oregonites, we've got good memories. We never go against our word and yeah. forget a man. But he, the guy goes to get him some cigars, and he jumps terribly off the back of this train. He, like, hits the... Oh, it looks oh, like God. it hurt. <laughs> it's only going 15 miles an hour, but they put the body on the tracks... And they're like, oh shit, the car's not starting. And you got all this dramatic tension. And for a movie where you know it's ending in a confession in an empty room, and like he's not caught, 
yet. It kind of kills the tension. They, no, they, they, what I'm saying is, for a movie that kills the tension like that immediately, they do a good job of building it up throughout the scenes. Like, right. you know. You always think that they're going to get caught, but that's yeah. not the one that gets them. But the thing in your back of your mind while you're watching this is, why is he giving himself up? And yeah. that's the real point of tension. You're mm-hmm. like, when is it going to snap to the point where he's like, well, I can't do this? <laughs> And you're like, well, in the whole movie, you're like, why are you doing this? Because he keeps going to such heights where it's like, oh my god, like, what the hell happens that breaks him if he's, yeah. if they're doing this already? Exactly. Especially with how many outs he had. Uh-huh. He had, like, seven outs in the whole, he's like, no, I gotta write it straight to the end. <laughs> and she, yeah, she's playing him like a fiddle. <laughs> Mrs. Diedrichson. Uh, the car won't start, Phyllis. but then it does. And the music does a lot to lend to the gravitas. Yeah, it was a really good score. I liked it. I'm just trying to find the person who did that. The music, the soundtrack, you think it's available on, like, uh... Spotify? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's no, a dramatic-ass playlist to, like, clean your house to. Oh, my God. Or you're, like, walking to the grocery store, it's like... Dun, dun. And you're like, who's following me? It was Nicholas Rosa. I'm sure... They have plenty more credits in the golden age of Hollywood. Yeah, they did Ben-Hur, mm-hmm. Spellbound, Trust. Oh, he did a movie in 2016? Dang. <laughs> what? Or did they just use the music? Who played Keys? That's what I want to know. Uh, did he do anything else? I'm sure he did. All right, you look that up. Um, yeah, and they're, they got away with it. And Neff is like, we can't meet up for a while. Let this cool down. And she's like... That's not what I signed up for. I thought we were going to be together immediately. And he's like, babe, fucking chill. We're sitting on $100,000, which in today's money is 17 million. No, it's like one point something million. It's a ton of money. And she can't. She's like, we got to meet up. We got to run away together or we got to kill more people. Here's how we can kill more people. I like the idea of killing more people. We should really kill some more people. We could run away after we kill some people people. and then kill some more people after we get there. Mm -hmm. And he's starting to be like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Like, I know I broke a guy's neck, but she fed me this sob story about all, like, this abuse. I may be over in over my head. And at first it's going great at the insurance office. Uh, Woo! What? Okay, so the guy who played Keys, his name was Edward G. Robinson. He has 112 acting credits on Yeah. Uh, All B-tier noir movies. Uh, Soylent Green. Okay. Ooh. Oh, that's a really good one uh, if you haven't nice seen it. Nice Gallery. Uh, and for the next 40 minutes, yeah. Justin struggled to try and read every tr- credit. No, here's <laughs> the Batman TV series. Gee willikers. <laughs> yeah. The Cincinnati Ooh, it's probably a cowboy movie. What was his most latest feature? I'm trying to... Oh, the... The newest one? The newest one, Green, 1973. Sure. He's probably dead now, I guess. Oh, yeah, he was quite old in this. Salt and Pepper hair. His first one was 1916, The Arms arms and the Woman. The Arms and the Woman? No, just Arms and the Woman. Arms and the Woman. From 1916. He played a factory worker. Ah, I wonder if he was Arms. Like, no, he was a factory worker. Oh, well, if his character's name was Arms. Arms and the Woman. Hi, I'm Arms. I'm Arms. Why do they call you that? Why do you think? <laughs> Just whipping Arms everywhere. 
<laughs> uh, Keys is okay with it. Neff is pulling it off, but they have a new like the character, head of the insurance dudes. and he does not want to pay because this is a shitload of money. It's like we said a million point something in today's money currency. That guy was like the lead in a bunch of movies too. He is like one of those guys. Pick some and put him on the list. He had a. Uh... Like all, but there's a lot of posters of him, and it's just like him in like different poses, and Ooh. that's his name. And then the they all say movie. keys. Like he plays the same character. <laughs> no, it was he's like Paulie Shore, <laughs> and he has a little man with him in every movie. <laughs> keys and his little man. That's like the first one, the biopic. Yeah. In one it, of the movies, it was an actual little man, but that didn't do so well. He was in Total Recall. He was that dude on Mars that had the little man, Quato. <laughs> Start the reactors, Nev. We could get clean air on Mars, see? <laughs> Ooh, if they made Total Recall again as a noir, Ooh. I'd watch that. That one they made with Colin Farrell was so bad. Did you see that? I saw that. Nope. Theaters. Mm-mm. Yeah, instead of going to Mars, they just drill through the center of the Earth every day. It's not good. Cool. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> uh, or, oh, okay. This head guy, he's suspicious. He's like, this wasn't accidental. It was suicide. And this is, one of, the, this is one of the best lines in the movie, or the best parts in the movie, because he's like, Keys, what do you think? And Keys is like, well, it's your ball, roll with it. And Keys just leans back and watches. He brings in the widow, who is doing a great job of covering this up. Yeah. I thought they were going to get away with it because of this, but I... Like, it proves how deranged she is. Because she's the best one in this scene. Yeah. He's like, I think your husband committed suicide. I'm not paying anything. And then she's like, how dare you? He's like, we can come to some sort of agreement. And she's like, first you tell me we're not getting anything. Then you tell me I'm getting getting something. Yeah. And then you try and pull this suicide bullshit on me. How dare you? Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) I'll fuck you later, Mr. Neff. And then storms out of the room. And they're all like... Neff with the ladies. Because <laughs> that's why Keys isn't suspicious of him. He's banging a lot of these widows. Uh-huh. And it's not... If They investigated the first, like, 12 or 13, and it was real suspicious. They're like, Keys, you keep banging these widows, and they keep buying you Mercedes. And he's like, yeah, I'm hung like a donkey. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart in this he's role. He's not Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> But Jimmy Stewart probably was. <laughs> and they got tired of investigating him because it was never any foul play. <laughs> he just, he's got that level of charisma that every time a widow came in, they're like, well, time to move on. There, there he is. Yeah. The big old tall Neff drink of water in his beige suit. <laughs> Who knows what color Look it was. Look how baggy he is. Oh, shit. Those pants go so high. <laughs> And that tie is so short. You know what was strange? Uh, when he jumped off the train, his pants came up. And I think it was the first time I'd ever seen a dude's pants roll up and he had white socks on underneath. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> I was sure they'd be black socks. Like, I had no idea they wore white socks. I don't know why it blew my mind. It just, it was like, wasn't that long ago, was it? Yeah. <laughs> um... So she storms out of the room, handles it perfectly, and Key's just... What's, what's he say in response to this? He's like, 
He goes on a big. Oh, tire. he's like, oh, he said it was your ball. Too bad you fumbled it. Uh, yeah. Right, across, right before you crossed the finish line. He's using sports analogies. And then they, and they all went on. It was like another like two sentences of like ripping <gasps> on him as a sports. He analogy. tore into his <laughs> boss because he's like, now not only do we have to pay her a million and a half dollars, <laughs> we have to hear about how our company is full of shitheads, except Neff, who's gonna go banger. <laughs> and then he and then, oh, that boss had made a comment whenever they came in to keys he said oh uh is it uh are you unseasonably warm or something like commenting that he wasn't wearing a jacket no commenting that he was overdressed right? no oh he was underdressed. saying underdressed oh because he wasn't wearing a jacket i don't get these insults yeah they're all overdressed in our opinion yeah, i know but he was ba- he was saying like, <laughs> okay hey, okay yeah I get he's it. like hey why are you walking into my office looking like that oh and he's then like- and then he responds after he slams him, he's like, I'll wear a tuxedo next time and shuts the door. <laughs> I'm like, yes! Oh, man! Oh. Give me a high five! Could you imagine <laughs> going after your boss like that and just being like, you fucked up so bad and I'm gonna let you know and then I'm gonna insult you. It's like the only cool thing about being back in the forecast. You just be an asshole and no one cares. It's like the norm. Because mm-hmm. you're, if you're witty enough about it, they're like, oh, good one. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has a really good sense of humor. Cute story, babe. Tell it again. <laughs> That's, I love that line. <laughs> it's basically, I don't believe a word you're saying. <laughs> Um, there are a lot of good lines in this. So yeah. many. Shut up. <laughs> and then he kisses her. And no, that one wasn't cool. No. Um, where? Oh, so they're. He's in another good scene, too. I'm trying to remember which one it was. They're getting away with it at this point. Um, but Key's little man's gnawing at him. He's so much that he visits him hey, in his apartment. Hey, come on, Keys! Hey, come on! Get the, get the fuck up, Keys! We gotta do this! We gotta chase this shit! He's got a tiny little man just yeah. poking him at night. Yeah. Come on, I'm gonna bite ya! <laughs> I'll bite that belly! <laughs> and Keith is like, this is why I never got married. <laughs> he goes on that tirade about why he never got married. And yeah. he looks this woman up, and I was like, damn, that's harsh. Because her, like, brother was a used car salesman, and there was a manic depressive in her family. <laughs> And you can't have any of those manic depressive genes. <laughs> You're right. This is 1944, <laughs> and America was the first on board with eugenics. <clears throat> good, yeah, good point. Strike one for keys. <laughs> I thought that was too harsh. It the was. way he described breaking up with her. Yeah, it was. <laughs> He's like, I had to dump her. You she see? was also dating somebody else. No, she had been married before. Was that it? Yeah, she had been she, married. Not that he cheated, she had been married before. I guess the fact that she didn't tell him she'd been married, but whatever, that's still kind of harsh. Uh, I don't know. But their response, the end of that conversation was uh, uh, Walt Neff going like, yeah, 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 I get it. She was a tramp to hang out with other tramps. Yeah, trash from trash, <laughs> right, keys? <laughs> it was me. I told him not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got a tapeworm. That's his little man. <laughs> but it has a psychic connection with him. It's like it's it's Keys and the Little Man. It's it's his own spin-off series. I love it. They're detectives. Oh, let's get some coffee. <laughs> and Keys is like, Alright, it's morning, we get coffee. Alright, then I'll help you solve the case. Keys is real into <laughs> statistics though. 
Yeah. That's what he kept doing. That, oh. That's how he got the guy who was like, do you know how suicide rates even look? Oh, and he just slapped and him with like, info. He's just like, you can't put pin this on suicide. You know, there's never been a recorded case of someone su- committing suicide by jumping off a train at 15 miles an hour. <laughs> it hasn't happened one time. Nope. Well, I guess it has happened one time. <laughs> <laughs> has it? Why? Has it, keys? <laughs> He loves statistics so much that they're printed and framed in his office. And you're like, what? Is that a just like spreadsheet chart? Is the, what are you doing? This was my best chart. He gets like statistics monthly and oh, Reminds look at the centerfold. Look at the peaks and valleys. Reminds him why to never get married. Uh-huh. It's marriage statistics. <laughs> It's always the husband that kills. Therefore, I shouldn't get married. If I get married, I'll become a killer. It's statistics. He follows statistics so closely. That's why he makes his life choices like that. Yeah, I like it. They say I never go home because they say that most accidents happen whenever you're on your way home. (laughs) They say you're a thousand times more likely to die in a car accident than a plane accident. So I fly Uh, everywhere. Even if it's like a few blocks down the road. (laughs) Yeah, Keys, you're doing it. You're so cool. (laughs) His home is in another city. Commutes my airplane. Yep. I mean, the guy looks pretty loaded. He, yeah. He's well, like yeah. The head of his department, at least. Yeah. I think that the one guy above him was like the owner of the insurance company. That's what he looks like. <laughs> oh, and they are pissed. They gotta pay so much. And Neff is finally like, well, yeah. It was hey, what a hundred thousand dollars. It's one point six million today. Yeah. It like really yeah really we looked it up one point six mil. That's so much money, and. They're suspicious because it's two weeks after he signed his life. Yeah. You want to make this look perfect. Why didn't you fucking wait longer? She couldn't, she couldn't wait. She kept saying, I can't handle it. Yeah. yeah. She was pushing him every fucking hour of every day. Gotta have the murder right and now. And not only was she pushing him, she was sitting next to him. She was showing that ankle bracelet oh off. Oh, my God. They never found out what it said, did It they? said her name. Yeah, Phyllis. Name. That's how he learned her name. Yeah. Dude, I guess we can we can talk all the shit we want, but we didn't have to face the power of that glinty ankle bracelet. Like, bing, bing, bing. If, it had, if it had caught our eyes just right, we would have yeah. been hypnotized. If you saw that same. shit in color... Yeah, you'd have killed whoever's husband oh, she asked you to. <laughs> Those ankles. <laughs> There's a new meaning to showing some leg, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, he was helpless, and she was like, no, we're doing this now. When I get the killing itch, it's gotta be scratched. <laughs> and right now, it's not in my vagina. I'm Sorry, Neff. <laughs> we're sitting on this couch. We're just gonna sit here. Oh, gee, maybe when I marry her, she'll finally have sex with me. <laughs> After he kills the husband. <laughs> He's just waiting around. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's going to town on that 28-year-old That, that Nino dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we find out. Okay, so they have to keep their distance from each other, which is a good plan, but they fuck it up by going to the supermarket in the most awkward shopping scene ever. I love how 
there was a scene where him and Keys are talking, and Keys is like, oh, we're going to get him. Uh, the, I know that there's someone else, and we're going to get him because they're going to meet. They always meet. I'm going to trail Because people are stupid. Uh-huh. I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> I'm telling Don't you. Don't meet They're going to meet. And then the next scene is hey, like, Keys. hey, we got to meet. Hey, Keys, maybe, maybe you should have told him that. <laughs> but it, he immediately calls her to meet. I just... Right after. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Key's playing it a little close to home here. <laughs> Shut up, I know what I'm doing. Slugs more whiskey. It brushed me. Do you think she was hiding behind the door? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to talk about the supermarket first. Because she comes coked to the gills in these huge black frame glass, or black uh, lens glasses. And they're, it's, it's a supermarket the size of th- two of my living rooms. There was one thing I wanted to say. Whenever he was setting up his alibi, mm-hmm. did he call and say he wanted to order some dope? He needed the dope, meaning info. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got that too. <laughs> Everything was legal back then. I, I know, that's so what I was thinking. He was could like, have. <laughs> I don't think they mentioned narcotics in movies unless they were in a medicinal form yeah. at this time. Or in your J-Man forever. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, they're in this supermarket, tiny supermarket, that's full of 17-cent cans of macaroni and gross shit. That, that they think <laughs> that they're being inconspicuous here, because they're like, she's like like getting up on his on his uh, shoulders and like calling on him, and he's like walking away dramatically. They're not hushed, really. Like, <laughs> well, they're listen, talking. You have, <laughs> Phyllis, you have to chill. <laughs> but every time someone comes by... He's oh, like, could you help me reach that? <laughs> like, everything they're standing in front of people like, Sir, could you help me reach that? Uh, Phyllis, I know we killed him, but we ha- Sir, could you help me reach th- Could you help me get some peas down? There's 17 shelves There's of peas, peas ma'am. This whole aisle is macaroni. <laughs> Finally, he leaves, and he's like, that was the worst fucking idea I've ever had. We should had. never meet again. Yeah. And she's like, if you don't meet me, I'm spilling it. Because I'm nutso bonkers, <laughs> and you're about to find out that if you don't do everything I say, I'm going to spill it, because yeah. that's what I do. Yep. And he's like, oh no, I'm in too deep. Yeah, and she does a good job of actually convincing him that she's nutso bonkers. Now... Because she's not really. She's first, just playing him. He has to take care of the daughter, because she... She's starting to uh, spread some wild rumors about when... He comes when to visit her. She her, comes to visit him, right? Well, yeah, yeah, because when her mother was dying, uh, Phyllis was the nurse. She's like the young, hot nurse that took care of him and lived with the family. And I'm like, first of all, that's the movie Indemnity. And uh, second of all, I've seen so many horror movies with that premise. I'm glad we get this movie. This could be the sequel to, like... A dozen movies that I've seen over the years that are based on horror movies, like, um... The crime noir drama sequel to the horror movie. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what if that was your genre of movie? This fits anything. It's a sequel. (laughs) But, um, yeah, the daughter's like, listen, Phyllis, not so who go bonkers. I walked in on my mom one night. She couldn't move because she was dying. But all the blankets were gone, all the windows were open, it was the middle of the night in winter. And Somewhere she... recently sprayed her with water. Yeah. <laughs> she was full of gunshots. <laughs> there was like an otter pop sticking out of her mouth. Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> The thermostat was turned way down, which meant the help was fanning her in front of giant ice cubes. And she's like, I turned around. 
and the nurse was standing there. And I saw in her eyes. Her bed was just replaced with a giant slab of ice. Yeah. <laughs> Three days later, my mother was dead from pneumonia. Six months later, my dad married that nurse. That nurse's name, who you'll come to find out when I tell you and finish the end of... And then she gets shot. Total <laughs> indemnity! Dun, dun, dun. It's Phyllis. Of course it's Phyllis. Yeah. She started as, um, what do you call... An angel of death. Uh, a nurse that killed her patient, I believe. And that's how the husband got rich the first time. No. No? He was... He he's was an like, oil man. He works in oil. Like, he's an executive of an well, oil I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I phrased that wrong. I meant he was wealthy at this time. Yes. It, he didn't get rich off the... It wasn't indemnity. Yeah. <laughs> um, but since then, he's lost all his money. He was an oil tycoon, and... I didn't really get this part of it. The financial part. Did Phyllis lead now, him to ruin? Think that he knew... Like, did he work, worked together with her to kill his wife? Yeah, and I think that's why he drinks all the time. Uh, I think that's why he's so distant from the daughter. I think that's why there's tension between... Maybe not. Maybe not. Because the scene where they're driving to the airport was too mundane. I don't think he killed the wife. Yeah, I don't think he I did I think either. he... Because she, she was like, oh, you're so excited to get away from me for a week. And he's like... All right, can we just go to the airport? <laughs> like, I could have got an Uber. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, see, your rides here is this Phyllis? <laughs> your Uber driver Where are you going? will have a gray light on their dashboard. <laughs> I never come to this side of town. I took her to a Mexican restaurant so no one would, would see, see us. us. That's the line from this movie. <laughs> White people don't go there. See? <laughs> See. <laughs> He's just talking back and forth to the waiter. I'll take the burrito. See? See? Yeah, see. See. <laughs> uh... He, he takes the daughter to the Mexican restaurant, and he's convincing her over the course of many... They do many, a lot of fun stuff. Many, yeah, they're having play dates. They're going to the beach and, like, kicking a ball around. He gets buried up to his neck in a sandcastle. Watching an opera from seven miles away. <laughs> <laughs> but the sound in this world travels... Oh, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. We'll get to that scene when it comes up, but yes, it does. I like this opera scene, because I thought Godzilla or something was going to attack. Because they're sitting there, and there's obviously a green screen five feet in front of them. Oh, yeah. Playing the opera that's supposed to be, like, a mile yeah, away. It's all in the studio. And I'm like, oh, we got some good special effects coming up. Fucking aliens are going to attack, and then you really got some double indemnity. <laughs> double indemnity from outer space. <laughs> Independence Day 2, double indemnity. <laughs> Double indemnity Armageddon. <laughs> this time the indemnity is double. <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> double personal. Um, yeah, he's taking this Lola on a lot of dates because Nino's not around. He's smashing the mom. Like, and he's trying to cheer her up too, so she doesn't blab. Neff mm -hmm. does not realize this. He's like, what? Nino's hanging out with your mom? Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, he's been over there the past five nights in a row. No, she doesn't know that. Oh, oh, the detective. It's, the Keys. Uh, Keys tells mm -hmm. him that. But he's spending all this time with the daughter. They're doing all this fun stuff. There's like a, mon a quirky montage. 
There's like a ragtime mix of I'm too sexy while they try on different like full head to toe bite bathing suits. Yeah. I'm too sexy for my, too sexy for my, too sexy for my monkey. <laughs> He's got a little grinder monkey there. Um, out of all the lingo they throw out in this movie, I thought it was interesting when he explained the trolley metaphor that Keys had given him. Because that was the most simple one. Well, I mean, right. He's constantly like, ah, take a wall or some, put it in your back pocket and call a garlic. And she's like, well, how about you sit on some ketchup, sir? <laughs> and he's like, we're in this trolley together and I'm getting off. Now, you may not understand that, but sit down and let me explain it. I've got a PowerPoint. <laughs> It's going to shit. Uh, this whole movie is about, like, fucking mansplaining. Because <laughs> he's in there telling her her plan to her the whole time. Mm. And she's just like, yeah, you're right. That over is such and a over good and idea. Over. Oh, meanwhile, just <laughs> carrot on a stick. And that carrot's her sexy ankles. <laughs> just the one ankle. Just, just, yeah. yeah. You don't get both of them yet. Well, you show too much ankle. It's no longer appealing. Mm, I see. <laughs> you gotta cover it in a nice stocking or something. No joke, but that was probably a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's been a thing. <laughs> Everything's been Everything. sexy at one point or another. Um, everything's sexy now. Let's just let's just deal with it. Everything's sexy. Double identity's double sexy. He, yeah. This part is it though. I did not find this movie sexy. No, <laughs> it really is not. She's... Which is odd for a noir. Usually there is so, a well, lot of sexual tension. She is sexy. She is no, she is. Yes, I'm just saying that there's no chemistry between them. No, no, at she, all. That's her character though. Neff is like super charismatic, so he doesn't catch this at all. But she just outranks him. She is just like <laughs> blinding him, and he's like, oh. I guess the broad's right. I mean, it's my plan. <laughs> because uh, things start to go really bad. The Key's little man is just speak, like yelling at him. He can't get a moment's rest. But then to kill him. Here you are, the keys. I'm telling you, we're gonna bite your belly. Here, get up. Put down the chili keys. You can't have another cigar till we go over there. And he's like, God damn it! I don't care. It's not my money. <laughs> They're getting away with murder keys. Murder. <laughs> He's just whispering murder constantly. I'm telling you, she was hiding behind that door. <laughs> yeah. It's Neff. I'm telling you, Keys. He's like, it couldn't have been Neff. I've worked here with him forever. It's shut up. Neff. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I'll stick my dick in your ear while you sleep if you don't fucking go over there. Ah, oh, not again. <laughs> So he goes over to Neff's place, and he is—he knows at this point. You can tell by the way he's speaking. He's like, I've known you for a long time. Mind if I'm blunt? And Neff is just like... It's <laughs> 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 like sweating bullets. Oh my god, he's so sweaty. <laughs> and he's like, I think it was somebody else. And of course they're trying to pin it on Nina, because he's been over to the house six nights in a row. And... Right before Keys came over, um, Mrs. Uh, 
Dibulowski called him from a payphone just across the street. She's like, hey, I'm coming up. And he's like, no, we no, can't be was, seen together. He was like, yeah. I know. Up. He should have been like, no. She's like, let me I see them. Let me catch a peep at them sweet ankles. Yeah, I'm at the market where we always meet just down the street from your house where people know us by name. What kind of socks are you wearing? I'm not. Oh my God. <laughs> so... She's coming up, and this dude is in her house, and if she comes up at that time, it's all over. And this is what I mean by tension, because we know he's confessing at the end, so obviously they didn't meet. But it, it's doing a great job. It's building tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes up, they go outside, and it's this great switch-off where she hides behind the door, and then Keys walks off, and then is like, One more thing, Neff! And pulls a Columbo and comes back and is like, Can I get a light? Neff has a... He's a one-trick pony. Yeah, he does the the match lane trick. But you know what? As many times as I saw it in that movie, never got tired of it. I'd like to see it in color. <laughs> yeah, what he does is he, he just, just thumb flicks a match and lights it. I wonder if you have to, like, put a sandpaper on the back of your thumb to do it. No, yeah, you <laughs> just get the callus. strike anywhere matches. Everyone was so gritty yeah, back then. You gotta really have the callus. Holy crap, we'll get to it. How gritty they really were. <laughs> shot in the chest, you got eight hours to live. <laughs> it's 1944, <laughs> men were tougher. Wait, you hit me ten more city. times, maybe I'll hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, he goes over to her house and is like, listen, this has gone on long enough. I have realized you're a psycho. It's dawned on me. <laughs> I was in the shower and I was like, holy shit, I killed a guy. Yeah. And then... And then and then we didn't bone. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm Neff. I bone everyone who comes through this office. And she's like... And I've never had to kill anyone for it. <laughs> she's like, well, you caught me. And uh, pulls a gun out and just kablam. And he's like, why don't you shoot me again? He got missed. shot right in the heart. And he's like, he's come on, shoot me again. And walks... He got shot in the armpit, No, this was, this was Too hard chest. boils for one bullet. <laughs> This was the greatest generation. <laughs> Can you drive that radio from seven blocks down? He gets into her house oh and he's like, God. what's that music? I don't know. Somebody down the street has a radio on. And I'm like, oh, what's that light coming in? Well, I don't know. Maybe the neighbor kid is playing with a light, right? <laughs> and it's like, Jesus Christ. Where's... What's that smell? Oh, there's a skunk at the park three blocks away. <laughs> Fires a gun, somebody three towns over. It's like, I heard a gunshot. <laughs> Wow, your house really amplifies things. It's strange. And then Rod Sterling comes out smoking his cigarette. Things you've witnessed tonight have been odd, to say the least. He comes out at the beginning of the episode. Do you think Phyllis really killed the wife? Yeah. Yes. 100%. Yes. <laughs> because she admits it. And She's I, like, I'll up until so this moment. as to think that, that I don't think that that guy, Mr. Uh... Uh-huh. Uh, was doing anything to her. I think he was distant. Yeah. And a drunk. And but a drunk. Yeah. I was doing a bond beyond belief thing. Oh. Okay. I love how Jonathan Frank says the little smirk when he gets you. He's like, well, that one was false. Yeah. That was created by our writers. <laughs> he can't just outright call you an Aren't idiot. Aren't you so a fucking idiot? <laughs> that's what he's doing <laughs> with the smirk. Is, yeah. Oh, it, you see it and you're like, Damn, that's a burn. Like, even when he's filming, he's like, people thought that was real. They're fucking stupid. <laughs> you're watching it, and you're like, I didn't even think that one was real, but he got me. <laughs> so uh, she shoots him, but he doesn't, she doesn't shoot him twice, and she's like, why didn't you shoot me? And she's like, 
I haven't felt a thing a <sighs> day in this my life. This is the one part of the movie I don't like. <laughs> she was being real about Because it, right? she fucking falls for him for no goddamn reason. I don't think she did. I think she was trying to save herself. No, she was I just going to kill him. Why wouldn't she have just killed him? She lost the gun. She didn't. No, when she was walk when he was walking oh, towards yeah. her. You're right. Yeah. I think she, she would have just killed him. She shot him once. Yeah. But and then, then she was like, Oh, I actually well, love you and I'm just like, What Maybe she is. She was really in the shower and she was like, I've never loved anyone. Yeah, she's she admits it. She's never felt anything for anyone until now. And he's like, That's cool, babe. Hold me close. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang. Bang, 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 bang. Bang, bang. Hey, Keith, did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't die from the gun. When she, her ears bled her to death. She died from a broken heart. <laughs> yeah, the sound was just so loud because she was cold. She was right there. It's like a cannon. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Keys has been shot directly in the heart, so he's like, well, I got some more shit to do before I die. I better humble, hobble to my office. They do a montage of him, like, buying groceries <laughs> Getting his suit. He's at Disneyland just licking an ice cream cone for three solid minutes. Like oh, I had this lying he's up. riding the teacups. He's like I had this coupon to go see the to go for this nice fancy five course dinner. It expires today. He bought a ticket across the Mexican border. No, that's later. He's gotta get across the border. He's had it the whole time though. Yeah. He's just sitting on it. He's got a while, come on. <laughs> And every shot of whiskey buys him, like, another hour. Yeah. I can make it to the office, record my whole confession three hours long, and make it across the border. What is this, fucking later. Thomas Edison's office? He's recorded on wax cylinders, and it looks down, and I'm like, has he had 17 <laughs> cups of coffee? Because it's just, like, all these wax cylinders stacked up, and you're like, wow, that was a long confession. I know the movie was almost two hours. Each one of those holds 15 minutes, and we haven't seen every scene where he's like, like changing it. End tape. I don't know how long it takes to set up a wax cylinder to record. What happens if it's in LA? What happens if it gets too hot? Like, how are you gonna listen? I killed her. California didn't get hot back then. It was raining like half the movie. It's a noir, so I yeah. wanted all the movie. Right. Um, yeah, he's been shot, he's dying, but recording this. And he looks up when he's done, and he's like, hello, Keys. <laughs> Keys has been, like, standing there for the past eight hours listening to him. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt your last words. <laughs> he's like, hey, Keys. you've been standing there long enough. Keys. I never left. Hey, Keys. Can you just let me go? Like, <laughs> listen, find me this later. And he's like, how'd you find me? Was it your little man? And he's like, no, it's the janitor. You, there's like a river of blood on the way in the office. Bleeding into this room. Right. Keys. You could just find these tomorrow. Keys. I want to go to Mexico. I'm going to be in Mexico tomorrow because I got to get there because I'm bleeding. And <laughs> Was the elevator really this far away? Yeah, he's like, the elevator moved to miles away. <laughs> but I got to go... Yeah. I got so much to Keys, do, Keys. Can you take me just a quick trip to Mexico? <laughs> yeah. Keys, you want to go to Tijuana? I got a lot of money. <laughs> I really wish that scene drug on for like 10 more minutes. Yeah. 
He like he falls down the stairs. Just blo- it gets just bloodier like, and bloodier. I'll see you later, Keys. I've I got a train to catch. It's the border like, right there. I'm almost there, Keys. How good would it have been? Because there's no blood when he first gets shot. But then when he's sitting in the office, there's like this little round square yeah. that, or like circle that appears on his chest. How much better would it have been? He like stumbles to the doorway. It's bigger. He stumbles to the stairway and falls down. It's covering his suit jacket. It's like sliding down the stairs. He gets to the elevator, presses it. He's just like <laughs> flowing blood, and you're like, "Damn, this movie got gory." <laughs> the elevator door keeps closing on him. <laughs> squish, squish, squish. I'll be okay. I just gotta get to Mexico. <laughs> Yeah. Now I have to bite your dick when you're sleeping. <laughs> and he's just was like, finally, the little man is satiated. <laughs> it's a curse he got when he was in the war. Yeah. He found like an ancient relic, and it gives him intuition. <laughs> but he has, like, he chose his alignment when he found the object, and he has to follow his alignment, or it just nibbles his dick mm-hmm. and balls, and it's terrible. <laughs> Keys, which is probably lawful evil. Keys? I mean, he works for in, like. I say neutral. Lawful, like neutral, neutral. Good. No, lawful, lawful, lawful neutral. neutral. Lawful neutral. Yeah. Hmm. Close to evil. Pretty close to evil. Pretty close to evil. <laughs> um. As much as he was, uh, had the best lines in the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's the great thing about these old movies is. Every other line is genius. And there's no real moral center. Like, there's no hero that we have to follow around and be the moral compass. Like I said, Keyes is like the fucking narrator walked into the movie. He just, he knows what's going on. He's like, she had a partner. Probably a tall guy. (laughs) Like, he knows what's up every step of the way. He's just not omnipotent anymore. Yeah. He he was the movie god, but he stepped into reality. No, it's just because he had a blind spot cuz he's cuz he didn't suspect his friends that he's no He's like Nicolas Cage in City of Angels. Yeah. He he came to earth and now he's got uh handicaps. He's not an angel anymore. <laughs> he was the narrator. Um yeah, he I I think he dies. I don't know, probably not cuz he lived this long. Keys, yeah, no, they're probably I imagine they're, they're going to get He's calls the ambulance. I, I like to imagine he, he well, I mean he's going to die cuz what do they say? He's going to get a gas chamber. Key says this. He's an, he's an insurance man. He doesn't know. Like, <laughs> uh, He could play it off. They could be like, you killed that evil woman who killed her husband. And he's like, yes, I did. Who knows how this is going to go? We have to watch Triple Indemnity to find out. <laughs> he died in his car on the train tracks. <laughs> It was it, it was quadruple indemnity because he died on the train tracks in a car crash also involving a plane. And the bridge gave out and collapsed on the steamboat he was on. Because they mentioned steamboats as a way of travel in this. That's how old this is. Uh, it was good. i definitely recommend it. What about you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, question. Was it a stoner, not stoner movie? <laughs> I think so. This was 1944. She was wearing black glasses at all times. Yeah, but I don't think that was and because not she was just to not be Triple recognized. Triple Indemnity is a movie. What? Twice. Wait. 99 and 2016. Wait. What? And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're that recent? I don't think they have anything to do with this. Though. Of course oh, of they course do. Not. Of course they do. No, it's it's Lola's no daughter's story. There's no way. <laughs> 
99 version sounds terrible. Can you read who's in that? Uh, let's see. Ooh, I'm going to guess like Vince Vaughn and Brendan Fraser and all the friends. No, it's a bunch of people nobody knows. Oh, okay. Danny Zanaletti, Geo March. Hey, that's Amazing. rude to say everybody doesn't know them, then read their names. Just because you don't know them. Yeah, I'm everyone. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You do write IMDB. It is. Uh, it stands for I am Justin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this has been double indemnity. I'm probably going to look up those up and watch them. Maybe see if there's even a quadruple indemnity. I'm looking it up right now. We we were saying the scene on the train, he just turns towards the camera and he's like, I took out life insurances for every one of these motherfuckers. Why are you echoing me? I gotta fit I gotta finish the line before you echo what I'm saying. It, it they're not gonna understand what's going on. They're the only thing I have a little man. <laughs> Justin, you can't be my little man and finish my sentences for me. I already have one, and if you get in the way, he's going to start nibbling dicks. And I don't need that. <laughs> oh my god, I can we make the sequel of Keys and the Little Man? And just have a green screen little man? that It's like Gizmo from the Flintstones that only he can see in here. <laughs> just fucking gnawing on his belly button the whole time. <laughs> He's just at a pizzeria, like, give me five minutes. Not today! <laughs> he found some ancient relic, and he just wears it around his neck. He could be in the Marvel Universe. He's got more powers than some of them. What, <laughs> keys? Yeah, his intuition. <laughs> I'm keys. I'm an insurance adjuster. Uh, Wait a second. <laughs> Peter Parker, he's the only one that ever gets pictures of Spider-Man. And the way he gets these angles, the only way it makes sense is that if he took them himself. <laughs> he's would ruin the universe. <laughs> hey. Hey, that Bruce Wayne guy? That's what probably Batman. Batman. definitely <laughs> Batman. Bruce Wayne is definitely Batman. Yeah, everyone and knows Clark that. Kent? I mean... Guys. Keys. Everyone knows that. We're in the Marvel Universe. DC is a comic book in our universe. Yeah. Get to the other universe and then smash their reality. <laughs> he goes to all of them. He, yeah. Him and the little man traverse reality together, solving crimes wherever they may arise. <laughs> you know, it's sci-fi. Yeah. It, it goes from noir to sci-fi. Keys and the little man. Brought together by ancient magical forces. I guess if it was a, a horror movie into a thriller, then the, th the third movie should be sci-fi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of the horror that this really reminds me of. It started as a Korean horror movie, and they remade it with Amy Smart as the mom. And it's about, like, two sisters who go home, and their mom's been murdered, and their dad married the nurse. Yeah. And it turns out one of the sisters isn't even there. She's just, like, a figment because she died. Uh, I'm sure it's a pretty... It, it was like 2008 or 2009. I'm sure it's a pretty heavily used plot line. Yeah, you see that a lot. Just the just the whole angel of death aspect, like the healer kills and then marries the spouse. Especially the nurse marrying the dad is a very common trope. Which which is why this is cool. Makes it any movie sequel. <laughs> <laughs> this probably started that, though. 
Or maybe not. Oh my god, all of those are written backwards? Like, could you imagine if Double Indemnity had, like, a, a prequel? <laughs> we can't just call it Indemnity. <laughs> Why not? They didn't want to make Indemnity first because they they didn't have the technological equipment yet. Yeah. <laughs> so we made Double Indemnity. This has to be in color. We have to wait. We can't see that mom die without it being in color, said Disney. <laughs> All right, this has been Fap Check. Uh, well, I mean, you can find us. The, the, the production company's Fap Check. This has been Have You Seen. Yeah. You know that, though. Yeah. You clicked us. Mm-hmm. And now you have seen it, hopefully. Or if you haven't, you've at least heard us talk about it. Yeah, and you know what? Watch this one. It's good. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Fapcheck at Facebook, Fapcheck at YouTube, and our other podcast is called Amazeballs, where we cover TV anthology series, mostly featuring uh, amazing stories from the 80s, and that's also on the iTunes podcast app, as well as podcast.com. You can reach us at fapcheck at gmail.com with any recommendations, questions, concerns, fan mail, uh, (laughs) fan theories. What are we doing? How many indemnities do we have? <laughs> I'm taking out a life insurance policy on both of you. <laughs> you want to take a train ride? You guys want to go on a boat? <laughs> you li- oh, here's the thing. You listen to any true crime podcast, and a friend who is recently like divorced is like, hey, you want to go out on a boat with me? Don't. <laughs> I got a lot of Coke and alcohol and a boat. And I know a place where no one will bother us. <laughs> you want to take a train ride? A nice long... I do like a nice train ride, though. Yeah. Like, uh, and the, Okay, we didn't talk too much about this dude from Portland. He gets up to Portland, and they drag his ass back to I California. And then he goes back to Portland, and you know they're going to need him to testify. Dude, this is 1944. <laughs> He's taken four train rides from L.A., who knows where he started before that up to portland and back he is just like pleased as punch to do it too because he's getting paid he he compensated he must not have a job he's getting an expense account i'm sure that they're like paying for his time oh that that sweet per diem yeah Mm -hmm. i'll stay here get me on that train all i want i get first class on this train yeah but i I like the rear i'm gonna go to where did he say he was going the city was going to some chiropractor i believe he uh, said osteo Pathetician? Pathetician? Yeah, something like that. And he's just like, oh, I'll just put that on our expense account. And he's just like, I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've spent 26 hours on a train in the past two days. Like, fuck off. You're not even the cops. You're doing a lot of investigations for not being the cops. (laughs) That's another thing I don't quite understand about, like, this, the rules of this. Yeah. They did to do their own investigation, but, like, hadn't, like, the courts and everything already ruled on it? Even the autopsy, yeah. Like, everything had already been ruled, and they would be like, yeah, you gotta pay this. And the insurance company could be like, uh, no. We're gonna (laughs) just look and see if we have to pay for it. I'm sure that's probably how it actually was, because why wouldn't it have been? It probably still is that way. I'm sure it can't be fair. Um. (laughs) Why would you expect it to be? (laughs) First of all, you have to pay for this privilege. And second of all... We're going to think you're a crook if we ever, like, try and cash in on this service you've been paying for your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good business model. They, yeah, the way they viewed the public, you're right, was really evil. Every person that came in there, like, 
You did it, didn't you? You did it. And I bet if I went out there and planted some evidence, I could prove you did it. And this this poor farmer's like, I don't have a truck now. And he's like, yeah, but fuck you. And he's like, this is like multiple thousands of dollars and my barn's gone. Hey, you know how to use a door? Oh, that's great. <laughs> you take the knob in your hand. And the guy looks at him. Then you turn it. And the guy looks at him. Then you pull it and walk through. And it's like, it reminded me so much of uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker. <laughs> Just that scene where he's like, you look great. And he's like, I didn't ask. Just that wonderful delivery yeah. of this. That was Keys again, yeah. doing that. Yeah, he's, he's a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're like, I forgot about that time where he uh, denied that. The f- poor farmer, poor farmer yeah. guy that was just trying to get money. <laughs> By basically saying we could plant evidence, mm-hmm. like this is how I would do it if I were to plant this. This is how I'd do it by Keys. <laughs> I like to think that Keys was really just going after Nino because he knew Neff did it and liked him. He's like, "Hey, I'm the best. Shut the fuck, fuck up. up." He's like, I, I got he's this. like, he was like hinting at him, like he's drawing subtle hints the whole time, but like. He's way smarter than everybody else, and no one was getting it. And he even disses him. He's like, hey, Neff, I thought you were one of the smart ones, but you're just one of the tall ones. And Neff is like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean by that? (laughs) Bye. I guess I am tall. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look how tall I am. I wear a size, like, I don't know... 36. In this suit, I'm almost like... Uh, His uh, pant size must be like 36, 64. Because it goes the way up to his nipples. Like, <laughs> yeah, somehow his tie doesn't get to them. <laughs> the ties bother me so much. This was not a good time for fashion. We think about these times, and we're like, oh, they were classy. Everybody looked good. No, not uh, all the time. No. The guys in rope pulled it off a little bit better than these Oh, guys they had did. sexy sh- suits. It was in color, and they were, like, form... It was after the war. Yeah. A lot more international influence was going on. Like, they had the Italian cut They were still baggy, suits. but not as baggy. No, they were the Italian cut, where it was, like, slim-fitting. These are... Um, it's what's known as, like, American cut. The, the, the One of the hosts had a baggy suit. He did. The guy who was on the piano definitely had a baggy suit. Yeah, yeah. The other guy was slim-fitting, though. Because, I mean, you got one suit, you keep it. <laughs> no, they were... No, they, they were rich kidding? as fuck. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> He just like retro shit. He just like, hey, that looks like my dad's suit, who was in double indemnity. You know, he killed someone and almost got away with it. I wonder if I could. Well, I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> All right, anything anybody wants to promote before we call it? A night? No. No. Cool. Watch or listen to this. Listen to this. And if you've listened to it once... Oh, why don't you just say it again and listen to it again? Spin it again! Uh, that's a little psychotic. Yeah, like twice in a row. Yeah, just listen to it twice in a row. While the movie's on in the background? Yeah. Yeah, while staring at our picture online in your room full of memorabilia to us with, like, candles going and hair samples you've gathered through yeah. odd means. <laughs> it's that one person who keeps coming up asking us for hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I gladly get They're it. They're nice. Yeah. I mean, if you if you come up and ask for hair and you're nice, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's not an immediate no. We'll see. 
<laughs> it's going to a shrine. Like a good one or a bad one? <laughs> like if, <laughs> if you're boosting my luck, have some hair. <laughs> Alright, this has been Have You Seen. I'm Austin. And I'm Josh. I'm Justin. Until next week, double indemnity.